Welcome to The Naked Truth, real talk about West Coast Swing. My name is Deborah, And I'm Eric. And this is the second part of our conversation with Sarah and Kyle. We talk about a range of topics, including events, a new event they're putting together, the stories behind some of their most famous routines, and their thoughts on where the dance is going today. We hope you enjoy. You know, one of the things that leads us to something Kyle and I was talking about in doing this interview, um, one of these naked truths we you know, are hesitant to talk about. Go ahead. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, Kyle and I, and I, I've also had this conversation with you and other people who are on our peer level that's been in the game for a bit and solidified pros and in, in a way um, that they've put in, let's say, a good 10 year. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, 15, you know, the the Benjis, the Roystons, the use the Jordan, the Tots, the, you know. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, I sure do. I get plenty of recommendations and uh, other promoters many times when we get hired for the first time, I say, can I ask, you know, did anybody recommend that? I, I want to know mm-hmm. if somebody handed me something and I want to thank them mm-hmm. and I want to return the favor. Mm-hmm. And I'll hear my peer, uh, I'll hear, you know, oh, Benji or Royston or Deborah or Jordan and Todd. And, uh, and, I'll, and then I'll hear like, not the generation that's like, I, I don't say beneath us because they're like at our hip, like right. heated against us for a little bit and then, right. and still are in the Jack and Jill's, but we trained them. Right. Right. And so that, and I'll hear right below that group from like, say the new uh, up and coming pros, like the floor and, and Philip and, and, right, right. The, you know, a lot of like that generation, mm-hmm. there'll be new pros on a, an event and they'll get picked up and there's, they're the ones that carry the headliners and then the hair, they'll say, you know, who else? And, and I'll get recommendations from that. But that, that, that group that I literally let stay in my hotel rooms. Right. And did jobs too. I don't hear their names a lot. Mm-hmm. The, the ones I'm employing, mm-hmm. not employing, but handing jobs to myself and right. from the event, passing on. you know, and passing on. And I wonder why that, that I, I think there's this weird and I'm telling you, I don't think I know because I've heard it enough of it. I I, I am a master at studying behavior and mm-hmm. I, I've heard enough of it that and even from other event directors coming to me and giving names and saying, hey, and I don't even care if you tell them. And I don't because mm-hmm. I don't want to cause drama, but say, hey, you know, they said I'm just as good as Kyle or Jordan. I, I they've done the same thing. about know, me, I need to say, I don't. Why would you ever say that? I, I would never go to a promoter and go, hire me because yes. I'm better than them. How about hire me because I'm great? Great. Right. And right. here are other people who are great too. In yes. fact, when I have an event come back to me or in a, a area and say, hey, you know what? You guys are just a little bit more than we can afford. I'll go, totally understand. Let me give you some names. Yep. When you guys get the money in the bank, circle back to us and we'd love to be there. And so- to me, that's what you do to community build. And also, it's just straight up good karma. And so I think there's this middle group that like, yeah, have you ever heard that saying? Like, like trying to shun us. Your idols or something like that. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I, could, I could beat my coach and my idol a thousand times over, and I would never think I'm better than them. Right. No, I totally agree with you. And so, so to me... That's that's a little bit of the problem. So why do you think that that's happening? Because I, I, I you know, I know even still to this day, like all of I'll us, tell you why. we all recognize. Because what they did is they undercut. Yes. They, they, they took they took jobs 
for 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 peanuts, which we already did that for you. You ain't you don't have to go do that. Now, should you go for a lower rate because you're new? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you need travel food and a place to put your head that doesn't, you know, have rats. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, and an and an airline that that isn't off hot wire. Okay. Right. So so you have that situation that we all like I went to Europe for free. So for did I. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we all did that. They got mm-hmm. their communities, they're good to go. Okay. You, you, so to me, it's different if you're trying to establish yourself. I get that. But I'm talking about this generation that already did that. Mm-hmm. Then what they did, this is where they screwed up, mm-hmm. <laughs> is they they started to raise their prices as they won titles. Yeah. Thought that that's, that's how it goes. Or not. Or what not. you don't know is us, Kyle and I, the last thing I would do is go jack up my title when I won an open. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and neither would Jordan and Todd. Like, there has been a very smart because you've got to protect the community and not outprice the ball, right? right? And you need to price yourself on the day you're third, not first. And so for me, um, what happened was they then undercut it and then did that and felt used, which they were, okay, because none of that should have been going on. But who's going to say no when you're willing to come for that or nothing? And then all of a sudden they said, now I want my money. And you know what? I know you're making money. So now I want that. I want the same rate as these cats. And then the promoters go, well, I can't afford both. Well, well, if you're the same rate as these ex- people who have 10 years on you mm-hmm. and they, they're doubling your titles, I'll just go get them. Mm-hmm. And so to me, there was a communication that ended all of a sudden where when they were really new, there was a lot of like new pros that would call and go, can I, can you help me on my pricing? Can you help me can on this? Can you give me some advice? Yeah. Absolutely. So I would do that. And every time the advice I would give them would be more than what they were charging. Mm-hmm. But then communication would stop. Well, wouldn't you say this is also the part The part of the problem is, are the event directors? Because how, how stupid are you as an event? Like, let me, let, me, let me just put things into perspective. If I have a choice between Kyle and Sarah, okay? Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's, my, it's actually my event, mm-hmm. not someone else's money. And, yeah. then, and then another, you know, couple that's, I love her. that's, yeah. that's less than you. Yeah. I am not going to have that couple that's less than you because they're cheaper. I am having the couple that I want to pay for because I get what I pay for. And they have knowledge behind them and they have experience behind them. And I'm going to pay for that. It's the event directors that are idiots. And it's selling. And it's who sells tickets. Here's the other thing for me. You know, at Swingcouver, I have people, pros there that maybe don't have as huge a following and 50 people didn't buy a ticket because they came, but they enrich the mm-hmm. the the atmosphere right. of that event so much mm-hmm. that that's where I find and then I have other pros that come with a lot of people I have I have all different kinds of pieces of the puzzle but everybody right? brings something to but the everybody program. brings something and I think it's important to succeed in this community in this business is to really identify to your promoter all what the things you bring, bring. what's yes. your value and about. then deliver. Yeah. Right. And some so, people some people aren't good on classic floor, but they can rally people and have 50 students, 70 students at home that would follow them anywhere. Or they're the ones staying up to 6 a.m. social dancing with everybody because they don't have classic. Like or or they're teaching for 12 hours a day, making sure the people that, that came just to get an education. Right. It's, it. Right. Or the DJs or the you know, there's so many elements. So f- for us, um, I think I think it's everything's savable when it comes to that. And I think this generation that's, that's kind of in stuck in the limbo land, like mm-hmm. they're not the next gen, but they're not this gen. There's middle like, children. there's like, they're in the middle child. There's like mm-hmm. 20 of them. 
I think is a really hard place to be, and I empathize. Well, we're also, with them. we're also living in the shadows of a of a really great era of the dance. Not that not saying that you know that they can't they can't overcome it. It's just we've got to let that that time kind of go so that we can find something else to fall in love with. And the other thing, something I if do you guys care if I take a hard right? Go ahead. Go for it. okay. <laughs> it's a naked. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Taking my shirt off right now. And this is kind of like, I'm almost want to do like, because we are, this is the first time we're really speaking on it. I'm doing a drum roll. I wasn't a drum roll. Um, That we're really speaking on it um, on public, any kind of social media. Um, You know, we've got a project that we're working on that we're really excited about. We're, we've got our baby swing cooper with John Kirkconnell. John Kirkconnell and I run swing cooper and, Kyle and his wife, Leah, are our backbone, and they really do just as much, if not more, than we do. We just take all the credit. Um, but uh, Kyle and I have been dreaming of having our first event here in uh, the United States, and we've gone well, round and round for years. And uh, we're actually going to be finding out tomorrow. And it's it's 80%, um, so we're not ready to announce a location This is yet, right now. Um, but, but the event is happening. Yes. And we've held the date, and we've held the professionals right now um, that are most in demand that we need as the backbone. And uh, not all of them, um, half of them, I would say, not even most. Um, we are going to be doing an event called WOW, which stands for World of West Coast. And we are very much um, inspired and using the element of a new kind of competition that we believe um, would have been really great. While we were competing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, more importantly, really great for the dance. Um, we feel that it's going to create stars. I think we're going to be able to take the professionals that are working so hard at this dance every single day and give them more of a, of a platform that they deserve. I think it's going to push them. I think it's going to drive them, inspire them, modernize the dance, individualize while still protecting the fundamental of it. I think it's going to feed rising star and classic and showcase and Jack and Jill's and add to this world of west coast swing um but one of the our inspirations for doing this kind of an event is because we really want the dance to shine and we don't want to lose what's great about west coast swing but we also want to grow and move forward and so this is going to be a new style of an event um that will grow into what it is we know that we have a direction we have a direction <laughs> we got a board yeah. Uh, yeah, we're we're working on it. So we're excited about it and look for it in 2020, July 2020 on the West Coast of the United States. Yeah. Awesome. It's going to be exciting. So since you mentioned Swing Coover, yeah. um, and now you have this chance to develop your own event, um, mm-hmm. what, one, how did you get involved with Swing Coover? Because yeah. the Kirkconnells were running that first. And then two, um, what is your philosophy of running an event? Both so, for Vancouver and this new event that you're yeah, we were being brought out to Vancouver by John Kirkconnell for workshop weekends. And Ian, and Ian, it was John and Ian Kirkconnell, uh, two can dance they owned, and still do. And um, they would have us come in, and then we added RJ and Melissa, and we called it Smack. Sarah, Melissa, RJ, Kyle. Right, then I RJ, this. Melissa split up, and then we brought in 
uh, Pete Green was always there. Katie always came up. Schneider, they mm-hmm. were always there. And then we brought in uh, Sean mm-hmm. Courtney. Mm-hmm. And that year, that year, we brought us in, and it got so big. And the same year, City to Sky, that was in Vancouver, canceled and said we're not doing it anymore. And we were working that event. Mm-hmm. So John and I sat on the patio, and him and I both went. I'll put in my profit. And so Kyle took his, Sean and Courtney took theirs, what which wasn't a lot. We were having a cigarette, drinking some wine. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. Woohoo! Um, those that do, I don't judge you. Do what you got. <laughs> um, anyways, I I was sitting there and um, John looks at me and we had just enough and he goes, dude, you want to turn this into an event See, this guy left? And he's like, yeah. I go, I didn't make that much money this weekend. He's like, I didn't either. I go, and Ian's on the patio and Ian's like, well, I'll put in whatever profit you guys spent. And it was a total of $5,000 with Ian's money, John's money and my money. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we put that in and we, in, we, the next year called it swing Coover. We were in a little hall and we told everybody we we're going to move it to a hotel. I flew back up the next week and John and I just started doing, and we, we were friends and we had worked together for four years, but like really didn't know, know each other that well. Mm-hmm. And so we had to build a relationship and become, it's like a brother and sister. We're family. And John creating this with John has been one of my favorite parts of my life. I mm-hmm. love swing Coover. It is mm-hmm. growing and getting better every year. And it is like, to me, like my home, my home base mm-hmm. where I come from as an event director. And so we found the hotel, blah, blah, blah. We got our staff. I knew I just had to get the best. I, that's it. That's all that mattered. I had to keep building every year and gather more of the best that we could afford. And we're still working on it. Next year's our 10 year. And the whole point was building an event that over the years, all these little, my favorite parts of events, taking as many of those ideas and implementing them and crediting at the same time, some of those ideas that I had that I've been writing in my diary for years and I've got like a whole nother 20 pages um, that fit a different style of an event. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to use Vancouver. Kyle and I didn't need any more business between us because we had the babies, the comps, the teaching. So it provided a way for us to learn this without putting the stress in our relationship. And so now we're in a place where John, we know how to grow and communicate really well. We learn more every year and that is the only reason why that and Julie Eplett <laughs> for getting the hotel for yeah, us. She's always been great for that. Mm-hmm. Like the Canadian community, like they're so warm. They're so welcoming. I knew that they would hold us up and they still do. Like, I love that part of the world. Those people are so full of goodness. Not that other people yeah. aren't, but they, they, <clears throat> yeah, they, I think, I think, I think 80% of our table sales come from the Canadians. So it's like, it's our first bread and butter side of it that knows that we're going to be able to run the event. They and, like and believed in us. They believe in us. And every, every year, um, you know, this, this kind of brings up another point is like, um, <laughs> I don't know if, if this was ever going to be talked about, but it'd be cool to like start this. I was actually going to put a post out at one point on uh, Facebook, but um, being an event director or tied to an event in a way um, over the last 10 years, uh, the, the the price increases of the pro structure that people are getting these days does not match the increase of, uh, of patrons or the cost of the event passes. Because I remember 10, 15, 20 years ago, event prices were 100 bucks for an event pass, 150 bucks for an event pass was like 20 years ago. Was like, was like, well, that's a, that's got to be a good event, you know, if it's 150. And to this day and age, over the last, 
15 to 20 years, that hasn't changed. My rates doubled. My rates, yeah, my rates have gone up since I've been a in pro in 20 this, years. And since I was starting to go to these events. And and I know that now they're paying for travel. I know that I'm paying for um, uh, hotel rooms now. And even better, even better, people are going and getting Airbnbs. And like right now, we're doing this negotiation with this hotel. And it happens to be in a city where there's a lot of like really dive cheap hotels everywhere. Mm-hmm. And not dive, but like nice ones actually. But here's the problem. Without people staying in hotel rooms, we don't have ballrooms, period, mm-hmm. period. And as an event director, I'm frightened out of my mind going into these contracts. If I can't fulfill my if room I can't, block, But as yeah. a dancer, I get it. I was scraping the change out of my ashtray in my car to get to the next event, hoping my first private could pay for my food for the weekend. I get it. And so we're in the middle of, and Julie Eplett, who puts most a lot of the events together for people, has said this is like an epidemic right now for our community. And the prices in are tremendous. And I think, I know a lot of event directors are gathering together on this to, to kind of find a way. There, there has to be some part of our community that goes, hey, listen, we understand the costs have gone up. We have to invest more into our weekends. Um, seeing it from the other side of it, knowing that event directors have had to, like, I remember coming to events and seeing that I was getting paid 50 bucks or maybe $75 for a, a workshop, paying my own hotel room, paying my own travel. Right, agreed. And the, and the event director goes and throws a, a workshop, 10 bucks a head. There's 360 people in my workshop. I just made that person $3,300. And we get nothing of it. And we get nothing for that. So I, I get it was a huge disparity back in the day, but now things have changed. Pros are getting paid, but our patrons and, and our patrons aren't taking on any of that cost. Right. And well, I think we have to put one thing into perspective. Pros are getting paid at some events and other events, event directors are taking advantage of professionals. And we we have to recognize yeah, that we I both have to take to care. We have to take care of each other because last time I checked, my cost of living has gone up every year. Every right. year since I've been doing this job. My pay hasn't. Yeah, like and my pay has not. This year. Right. Guess what? We made a thousand dollars on year ten a nine, and that is that is due to our choice, of course. We've always increased our. We've always increased our staff, staff, and I'm doing this for a certain reason. But what if what if there are event directors out there? This is their income. This is their living, and they're really pushing. There's no four hundred one k in this business. (laughs) They're pushing to try to let raise the level of this dance, and they're sacrificing. And I and and pros are too. Pros, so many pros invest in events and say, you know what, I'm going to come for this or I'll, I'll come in on a Thursday and spend an extra day on food just to help you get us in there to help your event. And so I think the pros are helping. I think the, mostly event, everybody's trying. And at the same time, we also know there's dancers out there that can barely afford this right now because it's so expensive. So hold on a minute. But if that means. If that means one less event a year and you can take that that savings and spread it to somewhere, the the events need to charge more because the cost of doing an event right now, when I have 500 people at an event and I'm barely breaking even. No, agreed. That's a problem. But the the other problem is, is is are the patrons are, you know, their mentality is not all of them, but a lot of them. What have you done for me lately? Totally. I get that. Right? What have you done? We need to show them what it is the cost of their buying. It's like you need to know what this fee is. Listen, we have give. I ran an event, and we we give so much not only to our patrons but a lot to our to our professionals. And there's always those few people that are just like they'll bitch about anything. It doesn't matter what you give them and how much you show that you're doing this. I'm not doing this to make money. 
I can't make money running an event. There's, it's it's not it's not there. Not at these prices. Have, right, but and we then we have like you know people that's that shove like twelve people in a room, and then they don't want to pay for an event ticket. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. I totally get that, and I and and you know there's there's other incentives to 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 get the people that are on the professional side of it um, right. to to do their their part, but um, like we give our all stars um, free admission into the event. Mm-hmm. They have to qualify. There's there's all rules and everything. They have to do a, uh, they have to dance in the all American. Right, uh, I know the rules. They, right, right, there, right. There's 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 incentive to them getting their ticket. But we know right. that those people will dance all night long. I know that they'll come in and book a hotel room. You know, those are the, that's why I try and offset the cost for them. But then at the same in the same breath, they don't get their their workshops for free. Right. Now, I'm gonna, I'm not going to pay for you guys to to okay. to learn. I'll I'll give you the space to come in and 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 show us your art form and to maybe make some money, um, but you're gonna have to pay for your education. Um, so I'm I'm down with that. But the everyday person coming into this event needs to see how lucky they are. Like when we look at Tom Perlinger and we see how much he gives us for what oh that my god I know us. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I were to break down what my ballroom should run for people. And I turned around and I said, hey, listen, how much for this screen if I wasn't now, Kyle Red? Mind you, Vancouver is in Canada. So there's a different cost to us. There's yeah, a different anything. cost outside the U.S. So in, 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 in that same breath, when I, when I turn around and say, um, hey, Tom, what would this run me if I wanted to, to truly, what would you charge someone in the corporate world for this? And his first number out of his mouth is over $20,000 for just the screen that we get in our backdrop. And I'm still, and I'm paying less than half that for the full setup of my ballroom with my, with my floor and all this stuff. There'd be no way we could run these events without people like Tom Perlinger. There's no way. Cause what we would normally have to pay to get someone to come in, drive floor 2000 miles up from, from California into, <laughs> into uh, Vancouver across a border and then, then put it together. This is people don't understand how lucky we are to have the prices that we do have. And it's only due to the people that have put the uh, that have given us our deals through the years right. that we can do this. Because if we turn around and I had to pay him three dollars a square foot for that floor, there's no way we'd have enough dance floor for everybody in the place. If I truly had to put a number on that, it would be it'd be a three hundred dollar event pass. And if you look at what happens in ballroom uh, or, or even some of the salsa communities, an event pass coming into those places, minimum two, three, four hundred dollars. Yeah. Even in Australia, they run them yeah. like that. Their event passes are Yeah, of course. Australia is a perfect exactly. example of them understanding the value of what it is that they're having to do. Granted, right. they understand that they have to bring but, all the pros across uh, an ocean. I will say this, and I know we got to move on, but I want to say this. If, if the swing community could really focus on staying in the hotels, even though it may seem like, oh, my gosh, $150 a night, that's ridiculous when it's normally $300 a night. Um and they stayed in the hotels, that alone would tremendously help with ticket prices. If everybody at my event was staying at my hotel, agreed, I can keep those ticket prices under $200. So something that we're working on for World of West Coast is finding a way to encourage that and encourage them to stay there. And, and having event directors also negotiate a little bit more for the attendee that is paying for the room. That would help because I know as I'm stepping into this hotel negotiation, I'm saying what, not just what do I get as an event director, 
What do the people staying in your hotel get? And I've noticed I've been able to get a lot more for the people that are going to be coming, like free Wi-Fi, like free valet. Exactly right. Like 10%, 20% off all the restaurants, like a free round of bowling or a free round of this, you know, whatever that I want to do that's in the hotel. And so- Are you giving things away? I'm hope No, I'm making this community (laughs) better, baby. I'm share, share, share. Listen, this is what uh, Brandy Tobias, well- Guild. 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 Sorry, babe. The Philippine bias. (laughs) She's been my girl for a long time. Um, She said this one time. She heard it from a friend of hers that said, you know, there's a study at Harvard that said, you know, there's these people that try to make, they were, the Pepsi, they were trying to make, I'm saying this really, murdering it, was saying that there was a Coca-Cola or Pepsi was just trying to make more Pepsi drinkers. And Coca-Cola was just trying to make more cola, cola drinkers. Right. We're trying to make more cola drinkers. Mm-hmm. I feel that if I enrich my community and I just build, 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 and I keep going and I work hard and I keep integrity, it's all going to work out. That's how I have to roll. I don't got time the other way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, it, and it's really hard when you're, when you're investing so much into your, into your event, uh, like, um, having more U S open titles, uh, at our convention than almost any other event, you know, it's like, do people not see the value in that when I've got, you know, 14 hours of, of workshops in your level, you know, do they not understand the value per hour that we're having to put out for these pros? Like when I pull up my schedule and I look at it and I count 49 workshops and my minimum fee for that, it's, it's someone's private lesson rate, just one person's private lesson rate. That's a huge number. Nobody's getting less, let's say, than 200 bucks an hour. Do the math. Right. But I think that's that's the point. And we've talked about this on this show before, is that it's about the value. Yeah. Um, personally, I really don't want prices to go up. As an attendee, as a student, yeah. I work nonprofit yeah. my entire life. I run a dance yeah. community. I live in the most expensive metropolitan area in the country. <laughs> I can yeah. barely afford the events I go to. And yeah. I remember when it, when ninety five dollars was like the standard rate, and I've watched right. I've watched event prices go up, and I've watched co- um, competition fees skyrocket. Skyrocket. I mean, how am I paying? How am yeah. I paying twenty five bucks for a Jack and Jill? For you know? songs I don't even want to dance to. <laughs> well, swing dance castle. Well, thank that you very too. much. That's why. But I bet um, you, Eric, every single time you stay in the hotel. I do. I stay yeah. in the hotel, and, and that's all it would and take. And the older I get, the fewer people and I want to so stay. So I think just saying to the community. <laughs> This is how important it is right. Right. that you know how you could help. You could spend the extra 50 bucks. The weekend's going to cost you staying in this hotel. Right. And I'll leave my ticket prices right where it's at because I can. That's how I'm actually judging it. So when I'm setting my ticket prices, I'm going, okay. I'm basing that off this, of what I get from my hotel if, rooms. Like, right. for instance, That's exactly right. they they're not going to give me the big, beautiful ballroom if I can't promise 500 room nights. Well, to promise 500 room nights, I have to make the ticket price appeasable that people can afford it. But I'm banking on them staying in the hotel because what I can't have is that disparity and be able to still have these kind of venues. Right. But I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this too, because when when I was doing uh, Tosh, we we did the same thing you did because we have Juliet Plitt. Obviously we have the, 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 so, you know, the, the 10% uh, discount, uh, you know, uh, in the, uh, for the hotel food. I mean, then we have, you know, the lower price for parking or free parking and free internet and blah, blah. And even still, I feel like, or, or workshop prices that are lower than, than normal or workshops that are free. Um, and even still, 
there are, like I was saying to Kyle, that there are still people that put like five people in a hotel room and that doesn't help. Yeah. That doesn't help the cause. You know, the other, the other thing I want to throw out is I, I believe the World Student Dance Council has a rule that you have to have your event in a hotel, in a hotel. but that doesn't help overseas people. Cause it's almost impossible. That's it. So yeah. my thing, my thing, and I know there's exceptions they make, I'm sure, but my point there, in fact, I know there is, and that's okay, but that's outside the country mm-hmm. in the United States. I don't believe that's the exception. I could be wrong. So I don't want to speak out of turn um, because I don't know, but I know it used to be that way. <clears throat> or sometimes a, an option would be to get a great venue, right? Mm-hmm. And then let everybody stay in the wherever you know, they want to like right. rang. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyways, I just I that's not necessarily like my big thing. It's just something we deal with. But mm-hmm. again, I've been on the other side. I get where you're coming from, Eric. I could not have gotten to where I'm at today. I if, slept in bathtubs. If yeah. I didn't sleep in bathtubs, yeah. couches, free hotel rooms. So I say this as it's an issue, but oh, not like a- I'm I'm going to be the one throwing down right. the gun. <laughs> I think it's also important to remember, too, that when you were sleeping in bathtubs and we were sharing rooms and all of yeah. that stuff, the community was much, much, much smaller. Yeah. And there were fewer and, events. And there yeah. were much Way fewer, fewer events. Much yeah. fewer events. We, they so were you'd, all- you'd go to those nine nasty events and right. there wouldn't be enough hotel rooms. You had to right. bunk up. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Whereas now it's completely, di- I mean, now what do we have? We have an event like every, every two weeks, uh, maybe more, event every, every hour. Every- <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. No, yeah, every weekend hour. there's at least like two events, maybe three somewhere in the world. And just in the United States, there's at least two, I'm going to say. There are 18 events between San Diego and, and Vancouver throughout the year. 18. Wow. That's a lot. I it's love a lot of events. I mean, it's great. I don't have to leave the West Coast. I love <laughs> it. No, I love it. I love it. Like every so, time my dad lives in Oregon, he's like, when are you going to move out of California? I'm like, dad. Have you been here? I work <laughs> right. here. I know it's expensive, but I also get to work here a lot. And it's right. great, especially when you have kids. So anyways. Yeah, well, now that you've talked about, because uh, you just mentioned. um No, you mentioned ch- children and kids and blood by and all that stuff, like life. So, um, you know, you're both. A, a couple that's on the circuit, you know, professionally and romantically, which I've done as well. And it's, it's very, <laughs> it's very difficult. So I want to know, please tell us how you manage those two relationships professionally, you know, and personally. Um, she listens. Uh, <laughs> um, can I say, I think having our kids is at the end of the day when many times we probably would have walked away um, when we were younger. Cause you know, we met 15, 16, mm-hmm. um, we were together till 18 and then we broke up till 21. They were together 21 to 28 then broke up for a couple years and now 30 to 40 were together. And I, <clears throat> I think the time I want to say the hardest time I break up was when we, we just won the U S open um, with Johnny be good. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, that was the last year at the Disneyland hotel. The next year, Jordan and Todd and Kyle and I no, were Johnny be good wasn't at the Disneyland. Johnny could be good. Was at the Anaheim Hilton. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, it was Anaheim. grooves in the heart. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. Groove so I'm confusing was... this. Yeah, yeah. So it would then that was an Anaheim Hilton. Okay. So Grooves in the Heart was the last year at the Disney. Then Anaheim Hilton was Johnny B. Good. Mm-hmm. And then 
Um, that year, Jordan and Todd and Kyle and I were battling for first and second in Nasdaq. And we were booked on a cruise in, no, I think it was like the first week in November. And Tatiana broke her foot on the cruise. And in Louisiana, right? Right. <laughs> and Nash- oh, Nashville. In, Nashville. In, no, yeah. in New Orleans. Was it New Orleans? Oh, yeah. okay, we're not yeah. going to go into that. That's, oh, that's, that's for later. That's, yeah, that's yeah. another time in life. I got to wait till more time passes before I tell some of these stories. Uh, <laughs> so it was nothing bad, really. We just, you know. She broke her foot. There was a pothole in the road and uh, broke her foot. Every, and every story of Tatiana breaking her foot is like, well, I was walking. I was walking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just every dancing, which I, you know, get. So um, then we get home from the cruise. Kyle gets in a car accident, completely throws his back out. We're not going to be able. So now we're two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks from the open. And we get on the phone and Jordan's routine is ready to go. Ours, of course, isn't. And uh, it's right after, you know, Johnny. So we, we can't really come out with something that's been put together a week before. Right. So um, Kyle and I, and we pack our five-year-old in the car, Carter at the time, and we go to LA. And I proceed to learn uh, Jordan and Tot's routine. And then Jordan comes to Fresno and we practice some more. And then I go to LA before the open I take whatever's in my closet. I slop some rhinestones on it. Uh, Kyle and Tot were out there. No, that was the year of the under Practices. It was under Yeah, under And we go out there with, with, with the routine we threw together in two weeks to sec- uh, second place to, of course, the brilliant Breton Calise. Mm-hmm. And um, so. Rubbernecking. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, that was 2003. So for, for, for that time, you know, it's like there's moments like that that humanize even the dance community. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of my one of my favorite moments of my entire career, um, Jordan and Tot came in and won with Dirty Pop, and Kyle and I danced. How long can a fool go wrong? We were trying to be all different. We like dyed our hair and like yeah, did all this hair like, black. Look our same, yeah. And then <laughs> let's not talk about. And that. then <laughs> and then Robert and Deborah and Showcase and they're coaching us. And so then right at, right after that, we go rework it. We get normal. We coach it, coach it, coach it, work it, make it normal, just good costumes, make it swing, make it breathe. And then we start winning everything all year long. We didn't lose after the open. We just win, 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 win. So now, now it's March. Okay. Win, win, win. It's been two damn comps. So now it's March. (laughs) Okay. Like back then there wasn't that many calls. Right. So now it's March. And, um, we're at this event in LA, St. Patrick's swing. And, um, this is 2001, I believe. Who ran that? And no, it was 2002. Because it was 2002 that this is was after uh, the open. It was the year after in right. Orange County. Yeah, Bill. Uh, oh, me. Bill Trammell. Yes. Yeah. Trammell. So we're there, and we're the only two in classic. And Annie walks up to us and says, "Hey, what do you guys want to do? <clears throat> do you want to do a demo, or do you want to do a competition?" We're like, "We don't want to do a competition. Let's just demo we'll our just routine. Split the, we'll just split the first second, second prize money." money. So that way we can enjoy our show, right? Well, then Annie's like, oh, they're not going to like that. And you could kind of feel. So then we all were like, hey, let's do that. Let's mix it up. Everybody is trying to pin us against each other at this point because that's what they like to do. When really we're all friends and we respect each other. None of that's going on. And so then um, we're like, we have an hour, right? And so Jordan takes me in a room and Kyle takes Todd and he, like he learns how long can, she learns oh. how can, long can a full go wrong. I learned, let's get on to dirty mm-hmm. pop. 
we dress in our normal costumes and everything. We go down to the floor. Steve Zuner's emceeing. And he goes, first out, let me call out. Um, there's only two couples, and they'll be uh, – here they come. And then they call out uh, Kyle Red and Sarah Tatiana. Van Drake. And, and, and I that. step up, and then I move, and Tatiana comes in in her costume. And you can feel the whole audience go, dang it. They're just going to social dance this. This is just stupid. I'm all excited. I got my drink. I'm here. I'm ready to go. So they go out there, and then all of a sudden, how long? Steve Zener doesn't even know what's he, happening. Nobody right. knows. Not even the so good. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody but us four. We kept it so quiet, like zero. So we get out there. So they get out there, and the song starts. And oh my God, Tom! Well, they Kyle, think we're just social dancing to it at first. Well, because the routine is kind of kind of social. So and then. <laughs> But I can lead the whole routine. So so they start going. And then all of a sudden, Todd's doing the routine. And she's adding, like, her little moments into it, which eventually I adapt a lot of them into the choreo because I couldn't help it once I saw something brilliant done in that moment, right? So I'm taking it. So fun. They kill it. The house goes Crazy. down. Bananas. Like bananas. And there's, like, 200 people in the room. And but you see this whole bananas. part, you know, the whole, like, uh, like rope to the, the audience. audience. Oh, my God. And... They're going nuts. So then I'm, Hair like, flick, about – Jordan everything. and I are about to throw up because, like, we're the more – perfectionist side of it so both of us are really just like uh, uh we're short-circuiting right so we go out there we we can't hear because they're screaming so loud the music they they have to start over we have an awesome time we get through it it's super brilliant and the way steve zener introduced us out he said you know nobody does it like sarah van drake but let's hear it for tatiana moment and then he says and nobody does it like Tatiana moment. moment, right? But let's go for Sarah Van Drake. And at that moment, the reason why it was so electric in the room was because people just saw the two fiercest competitors that were about, they knew we were going to go at this for a long time and already went through a lot, put the love of the dance in front of any of it. And it's, it's one of my proudest moments and one of my happiest moments as a dancer because that is what I want to be known for. That's what we want our legacy to be is that we love West Coast Swing and we share it and we appreciate it. And we hope that we get to be a little small piece of the puzzle. Hey, if anybody's out there and they're listening to this and they have that video, I'd love to see it posted someday. I got on a VHS so somewhere. I, yeah. I looked yeah. for I the video of you and Jordan at the open and it's like, it's like, the, the internet has been scrubbed. Jordan probably figured it out. The, He's uh, like, this is not first. It's, a, <laughs> it's, in, it's inappropriate with, with bottom boob. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Shut that was it was such an awesome time with Jordan because, you know, he's one of my best boyfriends and I I I love him so dear so much. And him and I were both so well behaved in practice. And I remember Todd and Kyle being like, what the, the hell, hell are, these people? are these people? And I remember like saying to him, like, I'm really not this nice. I'm just like all my best. <laughs> He's like, me either. <laughs> but it was cool. So Thanks. you guys have put out iconic routines. I mean, I, I don't know anybody who's been dancing more than five years who doesn't know how long can a fool get wrong or Johnny be good, which you guys brought back at uh swingtacular a yeah, few yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, that was awesome. People. Um, and of course, you know, their first hold on, hold on. funny Before story about spectacular <laughs> and that. So I want to tell you a backstory on that. So Ben and Cameo came to us and said, "Hey, we want you to perform Johnny Be Good like, to I, Brother He's Yusef. like, I don't care what the number is. Tell he me goes, what the number. This, but this was why I. He goes, I don't care. He's like, at least give me the number, and then we'll and see. If I can make it work, I'll make I can it make it work. Right. He goes, but this is why we started this. Is because I envisioned this moment. You guys are finally here. We were always booked out of season. Because we you know how they do it there at Spectacular. They, they bring the artists or somebody sings the person's yes. song live. Yes. 
Well, he had he had done it a couple of years, and now his turn. He finally got a hold of Brother Yusuf, and he asked Brother Yusuf to come up. And so he was trying to tie Brother Yusuf being there and us doing Johnny B. So live to he books Brother, Brother Yusuf. Yusuf, and Kyle and I, we finally like we're thinking about it, and I'm like, dude, what what good would come out of this for us? Absolutely nothing. Uh, you know what would happen? He asked me. He, is he, that we would take a moment that's so dear to us, and something that is so. It wasn't for sale. It's not for sale. It's just right. not. It's not for that. Isn't. I'll do any other routine, just not that one. Um, and, and he was so respectful. He was about so it. awesome about it. But I had been pocketing this idea because my dream was to have Robert and Lorreen at Swingcouver. I could finally afford them <laughs> to do Fever, and I, I wanted because that uh, that no, not Fever. Your mama don't dance. Your daddy don't rock right. and roll. That's like mm -hmm. life to mm -hmm. me. People, mm -hmm. educate yourself if you haven't seen this. <laughs> it starts out with Prince. Right. Oh, dearly beloved, dearly beloved, mm -hmm. we got to hear today. Oh my God, it's so good. Anyways, that. Um, so then I thought, God, I got to give this to him. You know what I mean? Like if I, he's been so. What an honor to be asked so to do said, this. We so said we said, said hey, we'll teach it. Brother Yusuf can perform it, and it'll be high level. And it was a way that we got to experience doing Johnny B. Good in a new way. And it was and pass, so and pass on what was such an honor the people that showed up and did it. Except like, yeah. wasn't, wasn't it that uh, brother Yusuf couldn't play it? He well, well, yeah, I don't want to. He actually, he actually that day. Here's, kind, here's of, kind of broke my heart a little bit. He did, but here's my thing: when when someone is so like, they're such artists that they just play in time. Like he's not a studio musician. He's, he's like he us plays, trying to do Groove is in the heart. We're he never sings a song the same way over and over again. To do something from right. 2002. So, so, so he kind of did. So then we ended up doing the, the straight count. Well, guess what? Back to Brother Yusuf. Three months later, I get an email sent to me from him in like some Malaysia playing Johnny Be Good. Like better. Than you, no, oh, it's so much better yeah. than that. He mm -hmm. like worked on it. And it's badass. I have it. I hope someday Savannah can maybe dance to it. <laughs> it works for cameo. But it's but it's kind of kind of bringing that that story around that um the whole concept of getting people to understand a, a part of the history by actually experiencing it is mm -hmm. um is a huge part of uh, was a huge part of my learning because I remember sitting in front of a, a VHS and and running it back and forth so many times to learn a piece of choreography. Uh, so I could experience what that felt like. I mean, I may not have let it like the person did. It may have not been the same flavor, but I was able to take that that essence of what the dance was to me uh, and put it on my body for a second to experience it. So I think Swingtacular is great. There's, I think they've done three or four different ones now. Yeah, yeah. pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. And they are doing. Uh, You're I welcome, Ben Cameo. Yeah, I think they're doing uh, <laughs> Robert Fever. and Green this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're doing yeah. Fever. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm taking, taking it. it. Yeah, I'm totally taking it. Heck yeah. <laughs> so you've had John, the, the three in my mind. Well, the three that we want to talk about. Right. One of my favorites of yours, by the way, is um, the Jason Mraz you did a few years ago. Um, oh, child my favorite like... songs. Uh, no. Oh, um, uh, you and I? You and I both. Yeah. That oh, has yeah. an interesting story uh, to it. What's the story? Yeah. I want to hear um, it. I, I hope I don't cry. Because, um, so, Carter's father, Matt, to you, Drake, um, he was awesome it's such a good dad and we had a, a brother sister relationship and we lost him in a motorcycle accident um when carter was 13 years old and our lives got turned upside down and he the last time i saw him he was picking he messaged me and said hey i know it's not my day to have carter but i want to pick him up and take him to mcdonald's for breakfast 
just to have some time with him, tell him how proud I am about he got a award at school. I'm like, sure, that's awesome. He pulls up in the morning. It's a bright, sunny morning, really nice. And he says, that song's playing, You and I, by Jason Mraz. And he's like, turns it up and he gets out of his car and he goes, hey, you and Kyle need to dance to this song. I'm telling you. This song is West Coast Swing. And it's like a year after we've done um, Childlike. So it's like, mm-hmm. right. We've and already so, done Jason Mraz. So yeah. it's hard to like and keep so it I'm like, twice I don't row. say that to him. I'm more like excited well, that he's like, did that. Like the, the career is kind of the thing that was hard for Matt and I to make our marriage work, that I wanted this life of, I, I needed to do a lot. And he wanted to be home with the 2.5 kids and the white fence and the church on Sundays and all of that. And I loved that part too, but I, I needed to have a different direction also. And so that was a big deal for him to do that. And so then when we lost Matt, within um, weeks of that. Now fast forward, um, that song was playing on the radio so much and it was out and I would just ball. And it, talk about, it talks about our son and I wish you could see. And so Kyle had just lost his dad too. Mm-hmm. And there's another part that talks about in reference. So Kyle and I are both dancing this routine to heal from different things. And so anyway, skip forward. We're looking for a song that year. Can't find anything. I'm at desert city. I'm sitting out on the patio and they're playing the pool music early before lessons. I'm having my coffee and that song comes on and I hadn't heard it in like five years. And I just start bawling and I'm like, this is it. And I listened to it all day long from workshop to workshop. Soon as somebody stopped talking to me, I put my headphones in and I just got lost. And that routine was so great for us. It helped Cathartic. so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was Most routines do that. Stunning. Yeah. Yeah. So great. maybe hopefully on a on a happier note. Yeah. Um, it, uh, can you tell us the stories behind um, how long can a fool go wrong and Johnny be good? How did those come to be? And what was it like to put those oh, on the floor yeah. at the open? So I'll so, let Kyle tell how long. So how long was was weird because we were living in the shadow of uh, the great. Deborah Seke and Robert Cordova, <laughs> who never lost for two years. You guys think that Jordan and Todd were un, unbeatable or un, we also undefeated? We also went that with Robert and Deborah, so yeah. we're really good at being the <laughs> we're bar. We're, we're the great marker. We're, that, that's us. We're the bar. <laughs> we're the bar. We're the bar. <laughs> we're the bar. So, right? so I don't mind being the bar to, to greats like that. That's I, fine. I don't. But, no um, but before there was a Jordan and Todd, um, there was an undefeated um for two years straight maybe uh, longer i don't maybe know. longer I, yeah we knew how to take a beating that's for sure it it was it was it was just stupid it was ridiculous <laughs> like they were so much better their performance level their their technique their choreography it was just they were on point they were just they, they were the champions the champions of the time um and still are to this day in my, my opinion um but we were so driven by them that we were going we had finally kind of gotten a routine that we were kind of, we thought was like, man, this is finally competitive. And we had done uh, a, a routine to giving him something he could feel. Mm-hmm. And we did that at the open as a one piece. So it was my dad's favorite routine uh, in hindsight. Um, <coughs> but he it got called for swing content. You got called for, well, whatever. Uh, swing content. Whatever. Um, and we, we felt like it was too slow the whole way through. So at one point I was like, we need to, we need to spice the sucker up. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like, okay, let's, let's, there was a Mitsubishi commercial 
uh, that was out at the time. Wind it up, baby. Dun, yeah, and we, I'd heard it, dun, and I was like, okay, let's 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 listen to this song. And I found it, and uh, we went up it cutting it. It was on the it. Go soundtrack. Yeah, we ended up cutting it and and adding it to the second half. So we did uh, the original choreography up to that moment, uh, split into wind it up, uh, and Robert were a huge part of that that growth and that. So routine. they're in showcase now. We're in classic, and all of a sudden, Mario. Rebel and Khalees P are coming out with a tribute song to yeah. Truman. And so we're at Dallas Dance, back to me. We kill it, right? We, so we, we, get out, we go on the floor. We go on the floor and and for we, us. we for for us. I think what I think is like a pretty for good us, re- it was a good day. A really good run. And I'm not disappointed with the piece. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of pushing swing, whatever, you know, in its new direction because I'm Kyle Red, whatever. I'm, <laughs> and and I, I remember getting done with my routine going, yeah, 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 beat that suckers. And uh, and then all of a sudden, Mario gets out on the floor and he's dancing to uh, Alba's Baby Blues. And mind you, Khalees walks out in red the sweetest suit. little red jumpsuit with her hair pulled back just sweet as and, and, southern and, you, and if you guys have ever seen And the... she's a swing goddess for me. you got to understand. Yeah. Like, Khalees' key to me is it. it. Just, and it was also two swing gods coming together for, for, a, when for someone else. to her, right. like, so, her swing. So the, the, the thing starts and... And you actually can see me and Sarah in the video, kind of in the corner. We're in the like, background, just, just, just. So I just, what? So the the routine happens, right? And it's a we just get murdered. One of the, like, be- one it's, of the best. It's just a life. swing spanking. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I, I go for myself. We in feel, my stu- hole. we feel. Like, I feel retarded. I'm like, like, you can do that. That's that's. You can do that. I'm allowed to do that. Oh well, hold up. And that was that moment where I took, I took and said, I'm done fighting so hard when I know how to do that. If I can do that's I, what I want to do. Well, no, I wanted to do this, but why am I working so hard for something that really isn't it wasn't as necessary as it was needed before. And it was we were trying to be showcase dancers in a classic division when this really showed me we were that running this from was Robert and Deborah. This was <laughs> yeah, this was this was what classic was supposed to be and I was trying to shove the 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 showcase of myself onto classic rather than accepting what classic truly should have been. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, we went right to the drawing board and this is where we were like, okay. Um, Cause I know Robert and was it Melanie, Melanie and, to how long could a fool go wrong? And at the time, Robert and Deborah and the, and were the dance full-time was, coaches. So, and the dance was really different. So right. the dance had really kind of evolved out of that generation from when Robert and um, it had been Melanie like had done years. it. It was like maybe five or six years. It had been a while. So we went to Robert and said, what do you think of us using this song? Will we you help him. us on it? He's like, yeah, you can totally use so it. So Robert and Deborah were there on every single session that we well, choreographed this is, this is, and coached us this all is, the This way. is how it got choreographed. So we were like, okay, let's – then video cameras weren't as accessible back in the day. Right. So, uh, like nowadays, you pull up your phone, you can just videotape anything. Back in the day, if you didn't have a, a, like a, a shoulder camcorder, <laughs> yeah. you know, right? They're, they're just you didn't you didn't videotape anything. You're you're sketching crap. Right. So so I turn around and I'm like I'm like okay, let's just videotape ourselves. You know, we we're doing okay. We're making some money. Uh, I invest in a fourteen hundred dollar Panasonic camera um, that takes mini DV uh, film, and I and I put it up on the thing, and we start dancing, and I we dance the routine three times. Dance it. Uh, we weren't we weren't um, sober. That's okay. <laughs> we're very inebriated and decided just to film us dancing in our freest moments. Mm-hmm. And the three social dances that we did became the choreography as we picked out the chunks that we liked the most about it. Now, granted, once we went back and went through it, things get kind of tied up and and you know tightened up and become you know show oriented. Um, that's why when we did it at the open, it wasn't really a, a show piece yet because we hadn't had time to like let it you know 
fulfill what it should have yes. been. Uh, and so when we went back to the drawing board and, shot, and saw where we needed to put more power and things like that, it changed a lot of stuff. So the, the routine evolved into what it was, but it was all stemming from uh, a simplicity that I thought classic should be having, uh, a style of swing that really should be um, uh, celebrated in that form, rather than trying to make showcase dancing without lifts. Right. And and I feel like that that it's was a why classic right now is struggling. And that was the and that was the that was the that was the catalyst for Johnny. Because how long gave us the ability to to find our social side of our life that was competitive on a on a on a classic level when we pushed it just a little harder, which opened up the door for the choreography to be what Johnny was. And Johnny once again was a couple of glasses of bottles of wine. Well, we were in a, in our small little kitchen and my son had just been diagnosed with type one diabetes at five. So I wouldn't leave him to go to the studio. So it was done in the kitchen and we didn't know what we had. In fact, Martha Marie. Oh, okay. So, so back in the day, um, I don't know if anybody remembers this, yeah, but uh, do you, do you remember having to go to like tower records or blockbuster? Um, yeah, version. yeah. We've and, talked and about you'd have it. Yeah. To listen to the music on the, vi- yep. on the screen right. before, those hand before you buy it. Yeah. You had to go find that physically. So we didn't, we finding music back in the day was just a nightmare. A nightmare. And you, you, you come these DJs, but these DJs are like, you know, in the depths of whatever, trying to find their music of, blues and whatever there was never popular music there wasn't people using cd music um so we would just go to these places and try and find it well i had like hundreds of cds so we decided and that two, we're a year prior mark the marine has uh at the swap meet. Arch county swap meet. yeah okay. with arch county swap meet and and he he says hey have you heard of this artist and it's like brother yusuf and no i like never heard of him two dollars and he, he gives us the, the cds like i thought you guys might like this and i'm like cool throw it in my cd pile never see it again so a year and a half later, two years later, so now, we're digging for music for the open after having this really successful How Long Can a Fool Go Wrong routine. And I'm like, man, we're like, you know, we're thinking of like. And that year, Oh Brother, We're Out There was winning the Oscars. So like that oh, bluegrass right. is like mainstream, right? So, we, so we're so d- we digging through this and all of a sudden we pull it up and we hear the, like one of the, I think third or fourth track on the, on the CD is Johnny. So we call Wayne and Charlotte and we're like. Because that's one of our idol routines of theirs. So now we're we're we just did Robert Cordova's old song. Now we find Wayne and Charlotte's, and they're like, yes. So we take it and we choreograph it. And the only people who'd seen it was Wayne and Charlotte because we took it to their house. Well, we showed we showed it to our parents too. And after yeah. after doing the first and like Royston. yeah, after we did our first run at the uh, studio, it was like we had it videotaped. And we're watching this thing, and we finally look at it, and we go, "Holy moly, what is this thing?" And because it was it was choreographed in in so many chunks that by the time you put the whole chunk together, three minutes at 150 beats a minute is yeah. you're on fire. And I let's mean, just let let everybody know that at that time we were dancing 150 beats a minute for years. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty normal. <laughs> right, that was normal. Now it's right. like unheard so when, of. Well, actually, when we went to go do the uh, Johnny routine and teach people how to do this, uh, the the piece for Spectacular, um, Sarah and I had to go back through and like break down this routine. So much easier than trying to come up with what we were talking about earlier with the um, uh, how long did No, no, uh, right. grooves in the heart. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, way easier because it actually swang. Like it triple <laughs> steps. It, it has whips. It has tucks. It has you know side passes. It has has all these things that are like. Um, the elements of the dance that we can kind of identify with today. So getting people to do those things at 150 beats a minute was pretty amazing. We had to, we toned it down about 5%, but, um, well, and they did <laughs> that's, the back, that's the backlog on those routines that they're all special, man. So, so what is, what is your view of 
um, the dance today and how it's changed over the years. And how do you feel about changing the name of West Coast Swing to Modern Swing? Um, you know, I've really tried to stay away from that topic because I feel like um, Savannah's now here. Yeah, what's the here? Hi, Savannah. You know, in, in my mind, it's like, yeah, what's the purpose of changing the dance name? But it's, I think, to give it more of a, to get rid of the stigma of the dance. I understand why people so want to I do get, it. So I get, like Benji, I know Benji's talked about it a lot, and I, I see that when I explain what West Coast Swing is, the first word out of my mouth is a modern day version of swing dancing that's done to today's music. Right. And then I'll say we come from Lindy. Right. And what West Coast Swing does is it changes in shapes based to the music of today more. And it's also danced to rhythm and blues and jazz. And I talk about the versatility of it being a genre versatile dance, which is what you would have to say to explain this dance, even if it were called modern swing. Exactly. Right. So to <laughs> me, I don't want to lose the history. The, right. More importantly, a lot of the foot, the grounding we have for the dance spreading, because I'll tell you what, 15 years ago when I said, do you know West Coast swing to an average person? <laughs> Nobody knew. Right. Now, half of them do. I agree. It's awesome. Right. And so to me, I if they if that all decided I kind of feel like I kind of want to watch how that unfolds. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. What do you think of where the dance has gone in the last 10 15 I years? I think it's going exactly where it should go. You right. know, it it this dance is spread all over the world and other cultures have fallen in love with the culture of West Coast swing. Mm -hmm. And if you look at history, the most successful um, gatherings of people are the ones that are the most accepting of other gatherings. Mm -hmm. I, I find um, that our dance is going to be influenced by all these different cultures all over the world sure. of the dances that influence them down to their DNA. And if we want them to accept West Coast Swing, we have to accept their input and what goes on. The danger I see is losing the character of West Coast Swing and the integrity of the dance. And so we're working really hard to help balance that. As I wanted, yeah, oh, we're a part of a large army, very mm -hmm. much so. Um, mm -hmm. We are nowhere ever the only ones and, and rarely the first. We just get a lot more credit because of the time we're in right now. You know, the dancers that came before us uh, didn't get you to, and it's up to our generation mm -hmm. to, to honor them and, educate. and to educate right. and not think because we have more exposure that we're better because, no. you know, it's it, it, so, so to me, um, I think the dance in general is doing awesome. I think the professional competitive expression of West Coast Swing sucks right now. Mm -hmm. Why is that? So um, because yeah. I see a lot of these amazing routine dancers, mm -hmm. not all, never all, mm -hmm. but the majority, go and teach really sound fundamental classes. And they train and they're studying and they're taking lessons. Mm -hmm. But but they're not applying because they're scared. They're scared 
I think of not getting that the audience excited or engaged. And I understand that fear. And they're, they're, they're afraid it, to be trailblazers. It's right. And it's a mm-hmm. constant balance. And I think that's exactly why there's not the same following in the same way um, with this generation yet. I say yet, cause it's not over yet. And I would say that we were kind of in the same place at certain times in our career also. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it's, it's important that we define the boundaries without getting in the way of the artistry. artistry. And so I think that needs to be done. And I think we all agree. I agree with that, but don't, isn't it hard to do that if we have an an exorbitant amount of couples on the circuit today that seek out maybe three or four choreographers and who do a lot of couples and they don't build their own, how are they supposed to learn and do? I think some of the classic routines are great swing. And Mm -hmm. I think some of them look like weak showcase routines and or I think it's hard to put make I, think so, it's hard. I feel like if you're not going to do swing if you're not going to do west coast swing mm-hmm. you better be so clean on way beyond athletically that I can at least go okay they're not doing swing and I'm not saying that should be rewarded in a swing right. dancing contest mm-hmm. but it, but at least I see the effort Right. Where I what what I what I have a hard time translating is when I see couples go out there and just go get a really fierce uh, showcase routine taken into classic do no swing. And then they have no technique behind that movement. So now I'm like, what are you doing? Like I could even get it if you were just trying to be a contemporary dancer with some West Coast. But you don't even look like that. Mm. You just look like you're just trying to do whatever you think these other people did to win that it must not be. Right. That's my point. You know, my point is, so, is that yeah. after after a fashion, like, you know, if you've been if you've been competing on the circuit now for say now, now three years and, mm-hmm. and, and you're trying to do what other couples have done to win. Now you're trying to beat them at their game. And it would be best if you built your own brand as far as choreography. And there's, yeah. And and how you feel about the swing dancing, because if you want this to be artistry, then let me see your artistry, not someone else's. Imagine if Kyle and I would have tried to convert and be what Robert and Deborah were. Oh, my God. We would have fallen apart. What if we tried to convert and be what Jordan and Top were? We would have fallen apart. And that's why sitting in second for a lot of our career behind these two power couples. If we hadn't held on to our individuality. Well, I don't think you'd be what would we have had. Right. And so for me, I want to encourage this generation right now of brilliant, hardworking professionals in the classic and showcase division. I admire them, respect them, but I want them to have the freedom to push this dance in their way. And I think part of it isn't their fault. You want to know the naked truth? I agree with that. The naked truth is the generation before them, judges chose to reward show over content. That's right. It's 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 not my fault. That's right. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. It's what, not mine either. Yeah. But but it is going to be my fault if I don't work to bridge the gap. And it's, so it's okay that it happened. It's okay that it happened. It got our dance. It got our it got our dance global. It did. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's awesome. And but now but now we have no way to 
it's, it's now really how do we hard. take it to the next level? You watch the dance is going to swing, right? It does it. It flexes. It flows. Now that That's there is that every time, it, every time it starts to stray, we pull it back in. And yeah, it starts to stray okay. the other direction. We, we pull it back We've in. We've talked about this several times that the pendulum will always come back. Yeah. To and center. I'm not speaking. I want to be really clear. I'm not speaking of Robert and Deborah and Jordan Tatiana when I say that. That is not a shoot at those two couples. I want to clarify that. It is a shoot at in whole when you have couples out there doing really solid swing. And many times a new couple would come in that would be a flash in the pan and they would just go, oh, you're new and fresh or you do something I don't understand. Here you go. Here's a high placement. Which is Right. And not keep value. Well, and here's here's the problem is when you have uneducated people like judging stuff, and this is this is why our community has had to grow to where it's at. Because back in the day, when a shag couple would come in uh, and and do well, um, you had people that didn't know the dance judging them. So who knew if they were doing good shag? Right. You know, even though it was entertaining as heck. And you know, thank God they were. Well, yeah, it I mean, was and, like. <laughs> and granted, I'm only using shag as a as a as a one form because as right. let's say a, a hustle dancer came in and brought a brought their art form to the to the table, you know, it would get rewarded a certain way. But do we know that that's the best hustle dancers? Were we mm-hmm. just entertained by something different? Well, yeah. people are always uh, you know uh, attracted to what's uh, what's shiny and new, right? Yeah, right. But but when you're when you're also dealing with a, a community uh, and a and a world championship based community that is giving out titles um, to people that are doing something that the rest of the community isn't supporting. It's mm-hmm. what's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It's like, so we're, we have a, we have a, we have a U.S. open swing dance championships and all where dancers, 99% of the people there are doing West coast swing. And they're taking workshops from these people and they're mm-hmm. training with them right. and they're, they're learning good swing technique and they're watching them in their Jack and Jill's and their strictly swings and they're delivering really great swing. And then all of a sudden in the highlighted division, when they get to choose their song, choose their choreography, plan ahead, you do no swing. I don't think you really love swing. I think you like it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and my, my thing is, is like where everything else is West coast swing, except for our classic and showcase. Mm-hmm. And not, like, just, now I want to clarify, not a, everybody like, not everybody. There are people in those well, no, divisions that's, this that is are for, No, that this are is for the competitors. It. Because yeah. if you just open a division up and say, hey, come on in and do this. I mean, granted, I want to see the crossover. I do. I want to see the blend of stuff. But when we're telling people, here's the, here's the dance you're doing, but anybody that comes in on this can be judged at whatever level. Like when I see a shagger out there on the floor, I want to make sure that my judges know what shag is. Yes. I, I want to make sure they're educated in, in judging that relative the same way they're going to judge uh, the West Coast swing dancer mm-hmm. that they, they have so much mastery on. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard for, for competitors to be able to compete when they don't know what they're competing against. Mm-hmm. Apples and oranges. So you two have, if I'm not mistaken, you just choreographed two top routines this past open. Yeah. Estelle and yeah. Thibault and yeah, we actually did, and Beverly. We did six. Um and again, those are the couples that chose to like make it public and there's some that don't and that's sure. okay. But yeah, we could speak of the ones that did. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, I'm just wondering yeah. what, you know, cause you're talking about how the, the swing is not there in these routine divisions. How do you choreograph and how do you work with competitors to make sure that, that they're putting out on the floor, the kinds of things you want to see? Well, and this is part of the reason why we don't take on every choreography. And it's not only based on level. We have people that we choreograph for that, 
We don't take even, one per division. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we take a lot. We take more if it's necessary, if we were moved to. But we're really interested in working with couples and driving their dynamics. So what we'll do is we'll take their movement. Um, we'll work with them on the piece. We'll make sure that the music is correct um, for what they're wanting to achieve. Mm-hmm. And we first start to see how they move. And we build right. the choreography around them as dancers. And they really, like Kyle and I, at this time in period, it well, if we choreograph for a classic or showcase or rising star, we require them to be there and present. So they either fly to us. We don't do it over video. It is a process. We work with the couple. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working with professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, we want them to feel like it's their routine that they own. It's one thing to copy what I give you, but it's the other thing to understand the process on which so, it's it's being put into play. So that if they decide that they want to they want to change something and it and make it more them, here's my idea of movement. Here's what I feel in it. Now, if you want to flip that around and do that, you can change it. It's your piece. Now, I actually had a, I had a, um, some I cho- the choreographed for Sarah and I at one point, um, and I got the routine done, and I was watching, and I'm like, okay, none of this is me. I said, but I see what they want from this piece, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, so I'm just gonna take how they use the music and put it on my choreography. Mm-hmm. So when I when I turned around and I and I went and performed that routine. The, the person that I got the routine from was so offended. And you know where we screwed up <laughs> is that we didn't contact them first and include them in the process. We should Except, have gone to them for coaching. We right. should have been respectful of that piece of art. And we didn't know at the time. We thought, oh, we paid for it. And there you go. Not realizing that this person put their heart and time and could have worked with anybody. Right. Well, but, but, but you know, you know we, the choreographers, if you're a true choreographer, a true, exactly. chore, a true choreographer understands that you're choreographing for two specific dancers and you have to adapt to their movement. I know, I know you remember that when, cause I don't know if people know this, but Kyle and Sarah helped me and Robert with Sade with, is it a crime? And we did it in Kyle and Sarah's kitchen. Back right. Back right. Sugar push. But <laughs> and, and, no Jerry compression on that one, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kyle and Sarah recognized that like, it's obvious that Cordoba does not move like red it just they don't move the same however Kyle knew how to use what Cordoba did and apply Kyle's concept on Robert and Sarah knew what to give me I don't dance like I'm not slinky like Sarah is I never was I never will be she's slinky I'm not I just try to be like you that's funny (laughs) (laughs) but they knew how to work with what our what what our strengths were and that's the sign of a good choreographer. You know, when people right. come to me and say, I want you to choreograph, blah, blah, blah. I'll say, yes, absolutely. But my favorite thing to do is to tech because teching for me is like, that's not really how you move. Oh, me- I wouldn't go on the floor without you teching me. Yeah, no, I get that's it. Right. So yeah. good choreographer recognizes that yeah. this is something that I love to core. I, I like to put moves on, but let me see how you move and let and then let me adapt to you. That's what you guys are great at. I've always said you are the guys that I wish I knew how to. I wish I knew how to choreograph my routines the way I social danced. Remember, I used to say, yeah, this to us? yeah, you guys had this uncanny ability to to use how you social dance and apply it into your into your competition routines. It's like I don't even know how you do it. It's if impossible. We just, if we just always would have had one more day of practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I've heard you, we're Sarah. Not, you know, we're working on some... I'm sorry. Go ahead, baby. Oh, I was just going to say to that point, I've heard you say in um, workshops, like with, whether it's a general workshop or advanced all-star, 
where you've said, Kyle and I deliberately have worked on making our social dancing, our routine dancing, and our, I think you said Jack, Jack and Jill strictly dancing. Like, so that there's consistency among those. Yeah. And yeah. Work to do that. Because I, we also knew that the majority of our career, we weren't going to be in the classic and showcase division. So we really invested the majority of our value in our teaching, well, our knowledge base, our social base, uh-uh. because I can do that till I'm, uh, you know, I'm also, being blown in the ocean. Guys, I'm a, um, I, have, I know I've talked that I've, I'm competitive. I actually don't want to ocean. Super, super competitive, <laughs> like in stuff, but I, I've, I have a terrible, I, I learned early on that I have a terrible, way of recreating the same movement over and over again on my body. I don't live that way. I don't live in the repetition. Um, I live in the here and the now. And so to remember choreography, if it was forced into my body was really hard for me to take on. So I felt like our routines had to be something that if something was going wrong, it felt social to go into this moment. So that almost triggered the next piece. If I was off in my routine a little bit, and I found that my most successful routines were the ones that I didn't over choreograph. Like if you go back to like nine to five um, and you, if you were to watch that back in the day, that was excessive amounts of choreography. Like but if you look at it now, you're like, Oh yeah, that's just how routines are done. They're just, they're jam packed with a bunch of crap. Um, but back then to have that much, kind of shoved into choreography and then that much speed and that much time um, was, was, was my, or, my eyes new. couldn't absorb it. Yeah. yeah they, it was just too much, but now it's kind of, it, it is the, it's the norm. Your, your audience has gotten smarter also. True. Yes, yes. That's, that's, that's definitely true too. Okay. So you've, you've talked a lot about where you see the dances going and, and, and bringing it back. You've talked about some of the things that are next for you um, yeah. in terms of, you know, creating a new event and, um, I know you guys offer like online instruction. Um, That's what we're building. We have, um, it's been in building for a year. The baby definitely uh, put a little bit of a pause for us. And the broken ankle. Yeah. We, um, our past two years, we, I had a broken leg and foot and ankle. Um, I had a miscarriage. I got pregnant with twins, had another miscarriage and one of them survived. And that is our Savannah. Um, had some family members pass away. Both kids had a seizure. It, it was quite a year for us. Yeah, it was tough. Um, and the community just held us up. Yeah, I cannot tell you, and not just in the U.S., the international community, and my friends, the other professionals in this business also, I, I, I just can't express to you how lucky we are there wasn't to have one, each other. There wasn't one event that... Um, because Sarah couldn't make it they because of one or two the others. Everything. They, and, yeah. they, they, they took care of us financially. Um, they allowed us to offset. Um, granted, uh, they saved money on a flight. They saved money here and there. But they always made sure we got our pay. Uh, yeah. And I want to thank our, our community and tell everybody that's you. listening to this that our community really has held us up through. Um, a lot. A lot. And, yeah. and what but that's keeps, the point of community. And, yeah, they're a big reason why they've they've held Kyle and I together. Like, well, that's why it's so hard when you when you we hear about professionals in our industry that aren't being taken care of. We know that it's possible, um, but we also we also have to be aware of what these people are are sacrificing by having this kind of a job. 
mm-hmm. is they sacrifice the 401k, they sacrifice the social security, they sacrifice all that. So their new endeavors, their new adventures, the things that these pros as they as they leave the competition floor or paying um, our own private health insurance, right? right. The, the things that we have to, the things that we're doing on this side have to be supported so that we can continue to do this in our community. It's funny. I just looked at uh, Eric what you were talking about living in San Francisco. There was just you had posted online how much it costs. <laughs> I mean, that was excessive, but (laughs) it was, but you know, I looked at it and I was like, "Mm." that's why we live in Fresno. That's why we live in Fresno. But but we're the cheap part of California and it's still expensive. You know, so for us, you know, it's, it's so crucial, like the support of our family, um, back to the website, we're building something, but what we're building is really a way, um, we're building an education platform, um, for instructors and, and our community and what we're really excited about, we're starting, you know, now we have time to do our Instagram. We're getting that launched, our new World of West. Yeah, Coast. this new Instagram stuff is and new. We're also working yeah, on me new- too. It's driving me <laughs> crazy. I don't get it, but I'm learning. So much. Yeah. I'm gonna try because I think I'm pretty darn funny and I think I could be funny in Instagram. So yeah. <laughs> you I'm, are I'm funny. take a couple of stabs at it and you tell me how I'm going. Yeah, yeah. you are funny, Kyle. I totally agree with that. Totally. If Snoop Dogg can do it, you can do it. Oh well, right? I don't think I can share. I don't think I can share half of my life, but it's all do my darkness. <laughs> yes, you can. I'm gonna have a secret, uh, a secret uh, Instagram that's just me and my other life. I want to, <laughs> I want to reiterate like what you said about like the community and and like you know holding you and all that stuff because we yeah. had a we had an episode about community and I think you know it gets a little the word gets lost in translation sometimes that people don't recognize that the whole point of community is for all of us to take care, you know, of each other. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm astounded by my peers and my professionals because we take care of each other. I think we take care of each other really well and we make Thank sure that we're, you know, present, um, for each other. And I, and I think that others should, you know, should take example, you know, we, we do this job because we love it, not because we make a lot of money from mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. We also do this job because we love community and we want to give back. And so it's important for us to give to each other consistently and not, and not take advantage of each other. It's the best job in the whole wide world. There's, there's not a a workshop that I go through on a weekend that I, at one point to go, ah, this is my job. And I, it's, it's, I'm grateful Mm -hmm. and I want to keep it. And I want to raise my kids in it. And I have to say something I love about this generation that I say the ones that are like the middle children, they're so good to each other. I love, Mm -hmm. I love the professionalism right now amongst the professionals in general and whole. It's really gorgeous and Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be a a much uglier scene. Yeah. And, And for, for this generation to have, seen that and and seen its its negative effect on the longevity of the people um is is i think a a testament to how in tune they are to their 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 responsibility yeah yeah or to the to to the previous generation you Mm -hmm. know it's like um i feel like with we have different set of pros now and with the dance the way it's evolved in we have lost quite a bit of our of our um old school dancers Mm -hmm which is super sad. But if you think about it, you are starting to see them pop up 
they're starting to like come back. And hang out. I love what the master community is doing right now. Well, I mean, you're, you're watching, it's, you're watching it's, like it's, to, to it's see, amazing to see Charlotte out teaching a workshop now. And like, you she's know, getting, getting, getting the ability oh. to play some music and make these blues rooms. And then you can mm-hmm. just see that she's on cloud nine. That Everybody she's like, needs oh, I to can. study Charlotte, but she has a lot to offer. And, and, and it's like, we still have a place for these people in our community. And, um, as an event director, it's, it's hard to fire someone. It's really hard to let someone go, especially when they put so much into this community. And that's why it's hard with these events with when we are talking about pricing and stuff like that, it's hard that I have to make a choice sometimes on not being able to bring some people out because I don't have the budget for it because our community has gotten so much bigger. And I do want to bring more, um, seasoned professionals into my, into my, uh, wheelhouse with, with the people that I have teaching at my event. And I just can't afford it yet. And that's why sometimes as an event director looking at it, I have to get to seven, 800 people to get just to break even if I want to have that many people. And that's how we built our business. And that's how we built our, our, our event. But I think so many more events could get a lot more of those people there if they understood how much history we have so to just hold on to. Everybody, if you can stay in the hotels, that's all it's going to take. <laughs> I don't think we need to raise ticket prices yet. I don't want to get ahead of that. I think if everybody just gets <laughs> in the hotels and shows up right now and really just be just go be grateful. to the go to the events that invest in the events. Be grateful be grateful for what we do get as a community for the prices that we do get. Because once again, with people like Tom Perlinger and a lot of these people that, that not, do these yeah. dance floor things at a discounted rate for us, um mm-hmm. We wouldn't have we wouldn't have hotel rooms. And DJs, we wouldn't have. Oh we'd, be, we'd still be dancing with bars people. Good. And also, I, I'd no. like to I'd like to add that there are a select few of us professionals who we make sure that when we're hired at an event, we take care of each other. Oh, and yeah. we don't and we don't price gouge. That's right. Uh, one another. Um, That's right. When we see there's a lot of the, a lot of pros there. A lot of top go, professionals. Okay. Right. The whole family's getting fed. All of us hey, are gonna have a little. Hey, the other thing too, uh, you know? new pros is event directors talk. So when you're giving one event director a deal and not the other, yeah, they that's know the other it. thing. That's Watch the other yourself. thing. Watch <laughs> yeah, that's true because, too. Because um, when I have swing Cooper in January and I've got people, you know, battling me here, and They're I'm like, like hey, okay, I, I only come for this, and then I just turned down a contract that they just took. I promise you they're not offering you more than us right now. Mm-hmm. And you took that and now you want to come and ask and tell me that you only come for this. Right. Like there are so many events Colin I would love to go to, but we can't I can't go charge my best friends this price yeah. right. and expect them to pay it. And then for this person over here, just because I want to go. Just because I want to go. Maybe when I win the lotto. <laughs> right. Right, which is coming soon. It's happening. You it watch. is coming, guys. You watch. It's my We're gonna have a West plan. Coast swing neighborhoods all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live on Frisbee Street, crosses Frisbee and Molman. Yes, Frisbee and Molman. Real estate's expensive. Yeah, it's Real not gonna estate. be in California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Village. <laughs> well, thank you both. Um, one for being on the show, but also for being um, models well, of our community, leaders in our community, and stewards of our community that, mm-hmm. you know, every, every time I go into your classes or your workshops or, um, have the chance to hear you speak, I know you're speaking about, um, keeping the essence of the dance, but, but more importantly, keeping us as a community moving forward together. And I, I really appreciate yeah. that. I was so glad and, to have you guys on the show today. Thank don't you for having what you're doing. Like, don't, don't sacrifice your authenticity to please others be authentic all the time, the way you always are. It's really important. We love you. 
you guys, thank you so much for asking us to be on this Absolutely. platform. And we want to thank you for sure. for creating this. It's amazing. I love it. I, I'm honored to be on it. And um, thanks for uh, caring about our, our part of the yeah. story. And we of promise course. to keep learning and keep growing. And we promise to have an open heart and mind um, to old ideas and new ideas. And I think if we all like hear each other out, we're going to find that we're all very similar. So if people wanted to reach you and contact you, how would they do that? So 1-900 mix a lot. Yes. So <laughs> you can go to kyleandsarah.com right Kyle now. Our, our website kind of is in the process of being reworked. Kyle and Sarah or There's Kyle no Sarah. Sarah? There's no and. Just Kyle, Kyle Sarah. Sarah. Kyle Sarah. Sarah. Our new Instagram hold is Kyle Swing Sarah. That's K-Y-L-E-S-W-I-N-G. Sarah, because it sounds like Kyle swings Sarah, which I, like I it. love. Come follow us there. Because Kyle and Sarah swing looks so Watch for weird. World of West Coast. Be at the 10-year anniversary for Swing Coover. And make sure that you check out our new website this summer. Uh, we'll also look for a new event called Wow World of West Coast uh, coming in 2020 in July. Excited. Right. Thank well, you, guys. You both. Thank you we so love much you. for joining us. If you want to share your thoughts and reactions with us, you can post a comment on our website, you can respond to our posts on Facebook, or you can share your thoughts in our discussion group on Facebook. You can also email Deborah and me through our site at thenakedtruthwcs.com or through our Facebook page. To get the latest news, you can like our page on Facebook, subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on Instagram at thenakedtruthwcs, or follow the small crew of loyal followers on Twitter at NakedTruthWCS. Don't forget, you can buy some stylish swag at our online store. Just go to thenakedtruthwcs.com forward slash store to buy yours today. We can ship it to you or we can get it to you at an upcoming event. Again, that's thenakedtruthwcs.com forward slash store. And if you haven't already, don't forget you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a number of other podcast hosting platforms. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes, please take a moment to leave us a review on Facebook. And if you're on iTunes, you can rate us and give us a review over on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Eric. I'm Deborah. And, and that's, that's the, the Naked, naked truth. truth. Ow! By the way, because I saw, Sarah, that you, you liked the posts on superheroes. What did you think of the choices? I love it. I love it. I love the other person who also said, I think Kyle and Sarah are the Incredibles. And I'm like, ooh, Halloween costume. I think so. Right. But then it's, I was like, except the Incredibles are not Disney or, I mean, a Marvel or exactly. DC. So. so I actually, I really love Catwoman because isn't that like Kelly Berry? Like, shut up. Yeah. I'll take that's that. That's Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. yeah. Oh that my God. I'm going to be both of those women when I grow up. Eartha yeah. Kitt uh, was also a Catwoman. Yep. She was hot. Yeah. Who was I? You're the Flash. You're the Flash. I... Fast talking, fast feet. Only in one area. Well, not not in one area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle. Oh, Kyle.